Hey, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Social Skills for Dummies. It's the host of the podcast, Dallas. So good to hear from you. Um, you know, there was some clicking in my episode yesterday, so I'm going to try to like minimize that by kind of like staying more still. You know, I'm a naturally energetic person, so I walk around a lot, and I can't really help it. Um, I'm already walking around kind of slowly, but I'm I'm gonna try to be good today. Um, today I wanted to share with you some insights. You know, like a critical piece of practical advice that you could apply today that I think, you know, would not only unlock, you know, the wealth of a lot of people's lives, what it should be, but on top of that, it also can unlock, you know, you, you know, uh, the wealth of social skills that's behind the closed door in your mind, you know, that's inside of you, but you're having a lot of trouble accessing. Okay. You know, one of the things, you know, uh, one of the pinnacles of spirituality, you know, um, and in a lot of the books I read, like levels of energy and things like that is just, you know, oneness, you know, um, surrender to the world and what is and what we all are as one whole and, you know, allegiance with that force. One of the books I always recommend for anybody who listens to this podcast to read is the book Levels of Energy by Frederick Dotson. It's the book that really helped me understand, like, you know, a lot of this. You know, the guy I looked up to for pickup advice, Owen Cook, you know, he recommended the book. And that's why I read the book in the first place. Um, There's one chapter in particular in the book that made, like, a lot of sense to me. It made everything click. You know, um, a lot of us, you know, the reason that we're so rigid, we're so stiff, we have no fluidity in our conversation. We have no fluidity in our body, in our body language when we're social. We're, We're locked up, we're nervous. Is because we presuppose things will happen based off the traumas that we had in our lives, you know. So when we talked, you know, our parents would tell us to shut up or to be quiet, or or they would they they would give us some type of inkling that our behavior, our advice, you know, our ideas weren't welcome, and we hold on to that and we project it into every situation. We think, okay, if I say something or if I act a certain type of way, people respond to me in kind. You know, and it also becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way because people can read your body language and tell you tell what type of person you are and what limits they can, what barriers, uh, what, what lines in the sand that they can cross with you. So it's kind of freaky how it works out in the first place. But we project, you know, our past experiences onto current situations and it changes everything. You know, it's like you go into a situation, they say the number key confidence is key. But instead of being confident, you're nervous because you remember X, Y, and Z happened in the past. Because you're nervous, a shot that you would have shot and successfully made had you been confident doesn't go in. You know, it changes the outcome of current society, of your current life when you hold on to past things. And so one of the, you know, to, to, to align these two ideas, one of the pinnacles of a lot of the spiritual stuff I've been reading and in, in, in one of the pinnacles, I think, of a good, or one of the pinnacle tenets of a good life is just freedom from outcome. You know, the ability to just be there and accept what is and be present and not project based on the past. You know, your compass is broke. You know, the way you were raised, everything will pop inside you, the compass is broke. Okay? And so you have no idea where you're going after time. And you should probably work on fixing the compass in your life. You know, the compass tell you, if I do this, this will happen. If I do this, this will happen. And it's all based on the profile of your traumas, in my personal opinion. Um, Especially seeing that human beings have what's called a negativity bias. And so negative information sticks and guides us a lot more than positive information. So your compass is already skewed by the nature of your own human psychology. Okay. 
Um, and so you want to kind of free yourself from that by not relying on your compass. You're using your traumas as a guide. You're using your past as a guide. When, you know, truthfully, the only, like the best guide for what happens next is the now. You know, um, it's not only the now, but it's life itself. And one of the chapters in uh, Levels of Energy, chapter 19, kind of broke this down to me in a way that really helped me understood how I could better live my life and better socialize. And chapter 19 said this, you know, if you wanted to build a planet, how would you build a planet? You know, um, would you start gluing paste and sticks and trees together and things like that and hope it gets done? Or would you simply plant a seed and let nature run its course? Let the force of life guide the creation of that which you want to build. And it's a very simple quote. There's extended metaphor toward, you know, you know, actually alongside that quote. And I think you should go look that up. Read chapter 19, Levels of Energy. But the idea of the quote is powerful because if you look at everything in your life, you know, the city that you were born, the hospital that you were born, the technology that made it possible for you to be born, the school that you went to that was built before you walked through the doors, you know, the trophies and the successes that were there somehow before you were even like every force in like everything in the, in the world was created by forces beyond yourself. And somehow we think in our own lives, even though every platform for us to be upraised, upheld in the first place in our lives were created before we were born, we think all these platforms need us in order to exist, need us to continue, need us to be great. When in true reality, if you really look at the life around you, um, everything, if you were plucked from the world, everything would happen as it would anyway. You know, there's a great force that moves through the world that propels it to be the way it is without your interaction, without your interaction, without your intervention, without your mind, without your ideas. It's great, whole, and complete as it is. You couldn't influence that all all these years and millions of years of evolution happened. You couldn't influence that the Big Bang happened. You couldn't influence that the world was created um, in the middle of space and then life somehow formed here and that you're conscious and sentient during the time where you actually have human rights. You couldn't influence all that. And there's a force that is influencing and is guiding and it's a lot more powerful than we are. And so I suppose this, when you go into social interactions, you're using you, you know, what, one thing the book said is that, you know, we have trouble in life because we lose our inherent faith in life. You know, we question and doubt and look through the lens of our traumas and try to steer and guide and struggle against everything that's going on. And, you know, look at how much you've tried. Look at how much effort you put in. Look at how much you've struggled. And look at how much difference it's made. Now, how many things in your life happened just serendipitously? How many things that went in your favor or went against you kind of happened without your influence? Or even if you struggled against it, it happened anyway. You know, a lot of times it's like you can't really influence the cars as much as you think you can. There are greater things influencing it. And so with that in mind, you know, uh, one of the advices of the book that I've been trying to follow is to stop trying to struggle against the force of life. Stop trying to influence life. You know, you have to intend things. And you have to really repair your basic trust in life and just hope, not even hope, intend things and suppose that maybe, you know, because I trust life, the thing that I intend will happen. And if it doesn't, I trust life. So the next great thing will happen, you know, in spite of the thing that I want it not happening or because of the thing that I want it not happening. You have to look at the lattice work of events in your life and really accept and yield to them and surrender to them and go with them. You know, um, 
And one of the advices that it, you know, the practical advices that the book gave in terms of doing that and becoming the person who can do that um, as a lifestyle is this. It was very simple, you know, in the final chapters of Levels of Energy, one of the greatest pieces of advice I think, in the, you know, they gave in the book is just wake up and follow your intuition every day. Wake up and follow follow the force of life. Whatever whatever is native to you, whatever you feel is feel most, just go do it. Not the thing that you feel you should do that's causing you like stress and causing drama in your life. There were many, many days where I woke up and the only thing I did was work on the podcast. The only thing I did was work on a business. And I remember those were the most depressed and sick days of my life. Really deep in my gut, in my stomach, you know, you really got to evaluate what it is that your life is telling you to do because you could just completely be lazy or crash out. So have some type of, you know, have some type of sense about it. You know, reason with yourself, debate with yourself, think about it. Um, but look at your life and just wake up and think, okay, not what is it that I'm doing because I feel like it is a necessity or because I feel like my parents or my family or friends will be happy that I do this. What is it that I really want to do today? You know, I, I will also probably add, like, what is it that I really want to do today that other people would benefit from me doing? And just do that. And it could be something different every single day. And I think with time, you know, you, you, you kind of get into the flow of things. And because you're doing what it is that you feel like, and not what it is that brings you fame or brings you clout. Essentially, it's a practice of living without that compass, living without the guidance of trauma. Because trauma is going to have you go get fame or get clout or cover up a wound or, or to look better in some type of way. But when you follow, you know, essentially your intuition, you follow your heart, when you follow the things that feel good, you know, those things are completely without, oh, praise or admiration or validation. And so it's taken essentially... The route of your life has been plotted by this compass inside that's based on your trauma. And it's basically taking the dirt road and it's a practice of defying that and taking the dirt road and trusting that this event, I'm doing it for the process of this event. I love this event. I'm doing this event because of the process of it. And I trust that life will take me where I belong through this, through loving the process, through enjoying life, through experiencing life itself, instead of trying to wrestle and wrangle with it and chart my course by sheer force of will. And I think, you know, you begin to practice that and it begins to reflect in who you are. It begins to reflect in your conversations. It begins to reflect in the way that you touch people or the way your body, uh, your body language expresses. It begins to reflect in your very being that you're not in a struggle. You're not in a survival mode. You're not in desperation. You don't have, you're not engaged with your animalistic mind. You're here right now and you're willing to go where the wind takes you. And that is the most attractive quality a man can have. A man or a woman. Uh, I know this episode was kind of off the rail, but it's day 10. You know, um, I've been making episodes every day. These are not pre-planned. And so, you know, some of them are going to be kind of just thoughts that I had. And this was one of them. But I hope you enjoy this episode. Rate, review, uh, and subscribe to the podcast. And also, July 21st, new program, 10 Keys to Social Transformation. This is going to be a beautiful program. www.socialskillsfordummies.com. Uh, look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.